plenty has been said about the right to disconnect stacks. We discussed it earlier in the week. As I said, I think it's an issue that's almost had no robust debate. And yet, here it is, about to become law. The idea that bosses will be banned from contacting staff unreasonably, whatever that means, outside of their work hours. And look, the reason you've heard so much about it, really, is that it's probably the simplest part of Labor's IR laws for us to comprehend. The right to disconnect, everyone sort of understands what that effectively or essentially means. Everyone can have a point of view on it. But the truth is, it's just one part. In, In fact, it was almost piggybacked onto... Labor's more broad and holistic industrial relations reform agenda. Now, I use that R word, reform, rather loosely because it depends who you talk to, whether this is a reform in the progressive sense or something rather regressive, taking us back to IR in the 1970s. That's what business claims is taking place. But to be honest, business can whinge and cry all they want. They've dealt themselves out of the game. As I said, they schmoozed up to Labor before the election. They've cuddled up to them with all of the big social issues of late, putting huge money, even if the shareholders didn't want it and the staff didn't want it, into social causes, which were Labor hobby horses. And as the Australian editorial today says, like the parable of the frog and the crocodile, business leaders should not be surprised that once in office, Labor have exposed their true nature. The crocodile couldn't help itself in eating the frog that it had helped across the river. It's true. Well, with business effectively out of the game, it's only really now the coalition that stand in any sense of opposition to any of this. Senator Michaelia Cash, I guess, has that job because she is the Shadow Minister for Employment and Workplace Relations. She's on the line. Uh, Michaelia, lovely to talk with you again. Great to be with you and hello to your listeners. Uh, Let's start just quickly with this right to disconnect because this is the thing getting all the headlines, but by and large it's it's a small part of really the holistic change which is about to be legislated. Uh, Look, I'm sure as a politician there are some days you'd love us not to call you at, say, 6.30 in the morning and say, look, can you come on at 1 o'clock or whatever it is? But how how would this work? Is is it practical? It doesn't reflect the, uh, the realities of the modern working place. But more than that... I mean, this was just a dirty deal done with the Australian Greens at the last minute. And because of the chaotic approach to getting this legislation through the Senate, I mean, you've got to be kidding me. Labor last night supported the Greens' amendment, which is now to jail bosses for after-hours calls to employees. I mean, what a complete, total and utter debacle. And Labor now in the House of Representatives are going to have to fix up their own mess and actually understand and admit to the Australian people they've actually voted for criminal penalties for bosses who call their employees after hours. I mean, it's a Monty Python skit at best, Michael. Well, it is. Look, broadly, though, uh, the uh, business community are now saying, they're on the record today, quoted, I think, in The Australian, saying all of this, not just this uh, issue of the right to disconnect, but the broad sweep of IR changes which are going through are going to take us back to the 1970s. I I want to get your comment on this because what I would suggest is maybe the big bosses and big business themselves would be wise to return to what they were focused on in the 1970s rather than what they seem to be more focused on in 2024, and that is social issues. Oh, look, absolutely. And I I say to big business out there, what did you actually expect from the Australian Labor Party? The Australian Labor Party, as you know, Michael, were born of the Labor movement and the unions affiliated with it. 
The Australian Labor Party are the union movement. That is why the union movement in Australia donate millions and millions and millions of dollars each year to Labor. So in Labor's defence, there is only one agenda that they are implementing, and that is the union's agenda. Now, the people I feel sorry for, small and family businesses out there, Michael, they are, as you know, A, Labor doesn't like them. God forbid you actually have a small and family business out there actually creating jobs. But they are under so much pressure from rapidly rising costs, you know, high inflation, the cost of living crisis, struggling with staff shortages, the increasing power costs. They are now going to be strangled and drowned with even more red tape. Now, Michael, you mentioned and you were right. The right to disconnect, that is only a small part, Tiny part of what has gone through. Let's talk about casual employment. Under us, do you know what the definition of a casual is? Casual employee means an employee engaged and paid as such. That is what all employers understood, in particular small and family businesses. Do you want to know what the definition is now? Well, it's changing. Mate, the definition for casual employee is three pages long, with anywhere between 15 to 25 steps, depending on how you read the complicated legislation. And even then, at the end of it, you could get it wrong. Now, guess what that means for small businesses across Australia? You end up in the Fair Work Commission, and the Fair Work Commission will tell you whether or not the employee that you thought you are employing as a casual was actually a casual I mean, that is just complete, total and utter madness um, on any analysis. And yet this is what has passed the Senate and will become law and all businesses in Australia will now have to comply with. And yet, Michaelia, this is the great concern with the Australian body politic, and I put myself in this and others. These are complicated issues to understand, and I don't claim to understand them holistically, certainly not as comprehensively as you, but these are, these are difficult issues to understand for everyday people like myself. It's far easier for everybody else to have an opinion on whether we should have a union jack in the corner of the flag or change yeah. a word of the national anthem and the media froth at the mouth this time of the year about Australia Day and invasion and all this sort of nonsense. Uh, and Yet these things going on in the Parliament, particularly in the Senate where you reside, are game changers, are they not, for industrial relations and therefore the way that all of us interact in the workforce and the productivity of the economy, and it almost gets no mention. You've hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. He who controls the industrial relations system basically controls the way employers employ Australians. And at the moment, under Labor, that is without a doubt the Australian union movement. Our principles are very, very, you know, very, very simple. What workplaces need and what both employers and employees are demanding is greater flexibility in work. That in turn makes our workplaces more productive and prosperous, more competitive. It gives more Australians opportunities to work, but also at more higher, but the key is more sustainable, you know, wages. That's what workplaces need. Labor, on the other hand, this is without a doubt the most radical shake-up of Australia's industrial relations system in decades. Now, the Labor Party say, I'm running a scare campaign. And guess what? Everything that I've said to date hasn't occurred. 
Well, Michael, as you and I know, most of their changes haven't even become law yet because they haven't started. But not only that, changes take time to flow through to the economy. Once they do flow through, though, Mm, mm. that's when you see the Mm. impact. But in the first instance, what do they do? They send a chilling effect to business. And in particular, the small businesses thinking, should we bring on someone else? Well, the answer now becomes no. And what about those people out there? Many of them will be your listeners who are thinking, you know, I'd really like to work for myself. I'd like to run a business. They actually look at this legislation and they say, why would I bother? I mean, the attack on self-employed people that has now gone through is actually, it's quite disturbing. I mean, the government has legislated a simple attack on Australians who want to be their own boss. Think about tradies. I mean, they hate people who want to be their own boss because you can't unionise them. So what they've done here is they've basically added complexity and confusion into the relationship. But more than that, they've actually allowed the Fair Work Commission to say, you know, we've decided you're not self-employed. And guess what? We're going to call you employee-like. And do you know what the Fair Work Commission then gets to do? Tell you what your minimum conditions are. Again, I fundamentally believe in tradies. I fundamentally believe in the right of the self-employed people. I love it when someone says to me, I want to be my own boss, because guess what? I'm from the party who wants to get out there and back them every step of the way. Well, the bad news to every self-employed person out there is, please take a really good look at this legislation. I'm assuming you'd have to do that at midnight on a Sunday. Mm, That's Um, right. Because it may well impact you. But again, the front pages say it all. I are heading back to the 70s. Now, Labor would like to say that's the coalition running a scare campaign. Well, guess what? It's not. It's the simple reality because that's what the employers of Australia are saying. It is. And the last time I checked, Michael, governments don't create jobs. The employers of Australia do. And we should be backing them and their ability to work with their employees in their workplaces for the best interests of both every step of the way. Let me just ask you this finally then, Senator, if I could, and that is, has the business community effectively brought this all on themselves? I made comments yesterday uh, that they had engaged in a a years or two years long pash with the Labor Party, but it was in one direction, and uh, eventually they'll come back to your side of politics, understanding the ideological alignment that is more natural, but... If they start knocking on the door now, I'd imagine the door may not open because I can appreciate many in the coalition are a bit bruised and battered that uh, the, the bromance was over for a while there from business. But have, have they brought this on themselves? They, they really got into bed with Labor. Uh, surely they knew, as you've said, this is the political wing of the union movement. They will always put the union movement first. That's not a criticism. It's just, it's, that's just their political DNA. They're the union movement. The history of the Australian Labor Party is they were born of the union movement. The union movement, there is a reason they donate millions and millions and millions of dollars to Labor. But, Michael, it's actually more than that. The business community need to understand Labor have the numbers. It's interesting to watch a number of commentators say this was a great victory for the Labor Party. How in God's name is it a victory when you have the numbers in both the House and the Senate. Well, they got the Greens, they got Senator Pocock and and Senator Lambie. 
it, it is their agenda they are implementing. Full stop, that is it. They have the numbers, they will implement their agenda. So I say to the business community, but in particular, on behalf of the small and family businesses out there, please stand up for your employees. Please stand up for you and yourselves as employers because we do rely on you to every day open your doors and employ Australians, pay them well and contribute to the economy. Yeah, well said. You will get that under a coalition government. That is being taken away from you under a Labor government. And it doesn't matter what you say to Labor. They've got the numbers. It's going through. That's right. Well, there, there can be a change in a year or so time if business want it, but they're going to have to want it, and they haven't shown in the last few years that they do. Good to talk, Michaelia. Thank you for your time. And thanks for the opportunity. Michaelia Cash, their senator, and uh, she sees all this happen in the Senate because that's really where a lot of these deals are being struck. Labor don't have their own numbers, but they've got Senator Pocock and Senator Lambie, and they've got the Greens, and by and large, that's all they need.